Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher's Study. Uh, my name is Kevin Clark, and I, along with my friend, colleague, and preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, Bob Hutto, have had the privilege of uh, bringing uh, concepts from God's Word to you via this format. Uh, we've been doing this for quite some time now, really enjoyed the camaraderie and the work together and the opportunity to delve into God's Word. Uh, it certainly has been beneficial for me. I would dare speak for my colleague Bob and say the same is true for him. And we really appreciate the audience out there. We've heard so many good things, whether it's through a personal interaction, text, emails, phone calls, just commending us on the work that we're doing. And we appreciate that because you know ultimately what underlies that is these folks appreciate God's Word. And anybody that's willing to spend a little time sharing that, they want to honor that work. So we really appreciate that. We want to say, as always, thank you to our deacons here, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, both of whom have been with us from the very beginning. Uh, these are two very talented young men that are always willing to help out and appreciate them and their families <clears throat> for the sacrifices they make uh, to make this program possible. Uh, before we uh, dive into the, uh, the text, I want to give my colleague Bob an opportunity to say a few introductory words. Well, if you enjoy the program, uh, tell other people about it and share, you know, share the uh, podcast with other people. Try to draw them into yeah. a study of the Word. And so if you know people that might benefit from it or somebody might like to, to listen in, just uh, feel free to tell them about it and they can participate. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been spending a lot of time, as you know, those who have been with us for a regular basis or on a regular basis, we've been talking about pursuing personal holiness. And we want to be holy because God is holy. He's a holy God. He demands his children, his people be holy likewise. And we want to not only be holy, but pursue that. The idea that we're doing everything in our power every day to become more and more holy and therefore more and more pleasing to our God. And specifically, we've been talking a lot about being uh, holy in our speech and what we say and how we say it. And we've spent several podcasts talking about the need to be honest and not be deceitful and tell the truth and how important it is to be a truth teller as we bear the message of truth, which is the message of the gospel, which is the only light in this uh, world of darkness that we're in. But one of the things we wanted to do, and we, we were a little bit fearful that maybe we had talked so much about what we can't do and should not do and what's forbidden and what's prohibited, that we've forgotten that this marvelous uh, invention of God, the tongue, has the capacity to do much good. And so we want to kind of pivot a little bit away from the negative focus, all of which is needed, uh, obviously, but we want to talk about what good the tongue can do, how we can use our tongues in a way that really enrich the lives of those around us and bring glory and honor to our God whom we're serving. And, and a good starting verse for that, I think, is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. You'll remember this verse if you've been with us for a while because when we were talking about profanity, we used this verse and we focused on the first part of it. But now we're going to focus a little bit on the second part, and that is, reading the New King James Version, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. So that's the negative thing. Don't, don't, nothing corrupt should come forth from your mouth. But there's more to it. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. So what I like about this, Bob, is the Bible tells us not only what we're not to be engaged in, but what we are to be engaged in. Hey, don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But to the contrary, you need to bring forth things that are good for edification, those things that are going to build up the hearers of your speech, the people you're talking with, whether it be your friends or your colleagues, your spouse, your children, the people around you. You need to have such speech that it builds people up spiritually. It makes them better people. And so that's we need. We have an affirmative ob obligation. Sometimes when people have some bad habits, getting some bad speech patterns, maybe it's profanity, maybe it's lying, 
there's such a focus on getting rid of that aspect, and that's important and that's necessary. But it's not enough. It is necessary, but it's not sufficient because God says it's not enough to stop doing the bad, but you mm-hmm. need to affirmatively do the good. Bear good fruits, edify people, build people up, edify folks. And isn't it amazing? This is really amazing that the things we say can have such profound influence on our audience, on other people, that that you can change a person's frame of mind, you can change a person's mood, you can change a person's disposition just with the words that you use. Words are so very powerful. Right. Well, you kind of uh, made me think of several passages as you were uh, talking there a little bit. But uh, I thought about 2 Corinthians chapter 13, Mm -hmm. and this is said in a couple of different places in 2 Corinthians, but Paul says, For this reason I'm writing these things while absent, so that when present Mm -hmm. I need not use severity in accordance with the authority which the Lord gave me for building Mm -hmm. up, not for tearing Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. And so we can tear people down with our our words, and we can discourage people, and and we we could do that. We could be very critical. Mm -hmm. But Paul says, you know, I'm... I have this authority to build you right. up. Amen. And so we can use our our speech and mm-hmm. our words to encourage people and build them up and Amen. give them the confidence they need to move forward and, That's right. and, and be successful. And we need to be intentional about that. One of my favorite passages is Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13. And it just tells us how important the use of our tongues and ways to encourage our brethren is. And the nice thing about this is every single person can do what we're about to read. So Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13 says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And so the writer begins with this warning. He's talking to Christian people. He says, brethren, people who have been baptized into Christ. He says, you know, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. And so we had to have belief to be saved, for it's impossible to please God without having faith. We had to have that saving faith. But he says you can lose over the course of time. You can lose that saving faith. That's an important point for this passage to make sense because it doesn't make sense if you believe as some espouse in religion, once saved, always saved. That's clearly not the point here. The point here is there is the possibility of a believer over time developing an evil heart of unbelief and as the Bible says here, departing from the living God. You know, sometimes we hear people say, well, if somebody left the faith, if somebody left Christianity, they were never with God in the first place, they were never legit. No, 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 wait a minute. He says, and departing from the living God. Now you cannot depart from someone with whom you have not been. And so these are people who have been with God, unless we think that man can put one over on God, which we don't believe that. So they have been with God, but they can lose that. Now he says, on the basis of that, that understanding that a man who or woman who's been saved can lose that salvation because they develop an evil heart of unbelief. What do we do about that? He says, but exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So he's saying every single one of us can lose our soul salvation. So knowing that, it's so important that we on a regular basis, daily, exhort one another, edify one another, encourage one another. Why? So that we're not hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So all of us are vulnerable. So if all of us are vulnerable, guess what? We all need this encouragement. And the nice thing is every single one of us can do this. You know, sometimes we'll say to ourselves, well, I can't do this because I'm not gifted in that way. I I don't have that ability. I don't have that talent. 
Everybody can do Hebrews 3, 12 through 13. There's not a soul out there that cannot encourage uh, with a kind word. Uh, you can write something. You can send emails. You can send a text. Uh, uh, we've talked uh, often about Paul Stidemeyer in our congregation. is such a good, uh, in fact, my, my dad was telling me today, he got a text from him uh, with some religious concept. And those are, there's so many ways that we can encourage each other but it's so important that we do it because he's tying it to our soul salvation. We need a steady diet of encouragement from our fellow Christians. Right. So there's a particular individual in, in the book of Acts yes, that's known yes. uh, for his positivity. What? Who is that, Kevin? That, that absolutely. Uh, that's Barnabas, who's called the son of encouragement. And, and, and one point I love to make about this, I think it's incredible. So when you think about Barnabas, you think, well, that was his birth name. No, his birth name was Josie's. And it was the apostles who saw how productive and prolific he was in encouraging others that they said, no, we're going to change your name. Your name is going to be Barnabas, i.e., we're going to call you son of encouragement. Think about how impressive that is. These hand-picked gentlemen that Jesus himself picked to bear his message were impressed collectively with this Christian and his just bent for encouragement that they changed his name and said, you're going to be called son of encouragement from this point forward. That is powerful. That is very powerful. Right. And so he, he must have just been consistent. I mean, yeah. day after day, like you're talking about from Hebrews chapter 3, right. always, that, that doesn't mean he glossed over errors right, right. or things that need to be corrected, right. but, but he had a, something positive to say, something right. encouraging to say, something that would lift you up and uh, kind of give you that, that sense, I, I can do it. I can... You know, I can be successful as a Christian. I Amen. can be victorious. Amen. And so just that positivity and encouragement, that, that goes a long way. And um, I don't know, sometimes it seems that people are hesitant to be that, or uh, mm -hmm. maybe they think uh, that'll have a bad effect in some way. Mm -hmm. But everybody needs encouragement. Everybody Amen. needs to be uplifted from time to time. And just a, a positive word, I appreciate what you're doing. Right. Even... I appreciate what you're trying to do. Exactly. Now you don't do it very well, but at least you're trying. <laughs> at least you're, you're trying to do That's it, right. and I appreciate that. So, right. like you said a minute ago, we can all be encouraging in some way, right? And uh, it might be writing a card, or sending a text, or an right. email message, or it doesn't always have to be a, a spoken word, right? right. But uh, an act of kindness That's right. uh, can be very encouraging, and, and we need to look. For those opportunities we need to have a mindset of okay I, I wake up this morning i am going to be an encouragement to others i'm going to i'm going to look for opportunities and so you know these casual conversations we have with people and we can talk about all kinds of things what about inserting a word of encouragement what about directing people and their thoughts towards god what about praising god what about blessing god for what he's done i mean there's just so many ways that we can encourage and edify people uh, one of the things i'm pretty impressed with you know paul and his missionary journeys was a very good example of one who was always thinking about ways to encourage and support the brethren acts chapter 14 uh, verse 21 and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples they returned to lystra iconium and antioch Listen to this description, uh, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So he's very intentional. He's strengthening, notice you can strengthen the souls of the disciples and you can exhort them to continue. Think about all the things that we, we battle against. We battle against sin and we battle against uh, authorities who don't understand us and enemies who throw darts against us and just disease and difficulties. And I like this idea, you know, we're gonna go through many tribulations 
But that's what we have to do in order to enter the kingdom of God. Think about trying to encourage folks to stay faithful, even in some of the most demanding of circumstances. And, and hopefully we can look back, Bob, in our own lives and see areas where we prevailed with faith and trust in God. And, you know, we can encourage other people. I've seen brethren do that. Let's say somebody gets diagnosed with cancer. It's funny how people just come out of the world where, hey, I went through that too, and, or my mother went through this. And what are, what are people trying? They're trying to encourage them. saying, look, this person went through something similar to what you did, and they came out on the other side, and they're fine. So it's a way of encouraging people. We need to look for those opportunities. On the other hand, you know, I've thought about discouragement. Oh, yes. it's, it's devastating. Yes. A person gets discouraged yes. and uh, just doesn't feel like, I just can't do it. Well, uh, that's, boy, that, I tell you what, that's, uh, that's, like I said, that can be devastating. Amen. And so we want to avoid that. There's things in life that we go through that are discouraging. They are. They are. Situations that we, uh, that we encounter that, that can get us down, that, mm -hmm. that can destroy our confidence. Right. And sometimes just, just a word, you know, yes. just a word of encouragement to, to build people up, to kind of give them that you know, that, um, that confidence they need, that, that can make a big difference. Amen. I, I thought about when you said that, that uh, Romans 12, uh, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Just being there for others. When they're happy, when good things have happened in their life, maybe they got a new car, maybe they got a new promotion, maybe they obeyed the gospel, maybe their child obeyed the gospel. You be there for them. You rejoice. You be happy with them. But also there are times when our brothers and sisters are weeping and they're hurting. Uh, they just lost a loved one, lost a parent, uh, go through some difficult diseases and illnesses. Uh, maybe one of their uh, children had an accident or something. Maybe struggling with the temptation of yes. some kind. Yeah, and just to be there for those people is a necessary part of Christianity. Christianity is not something we do by ourselves. Right. Uh, the Lord has always uh, made provision for Christians to come together. We come together, Hebrews 10, 24, 25, to stir one another up to love and good works. It's one of the reasons right so just we're encouraging just by being there and, and we make the point if you're not there you can't stir me up to love and good works but while we're there we're singing to God we're teaching and admonishing each other in psalms and hymns spiritual songs we can have prayer together we lift up our uh, uh, our, our voices to God in prayer but we can also talk to each other in between the breaks, maybe between Bible study and, and, and the worship service or after the service, and ask each other, how are you doing your walk with God? And maybe you, you remember some things. Okay, you were talking to somebody in your class. How's that going? You were trying to influence somebody on your job. How's that going? So many opportunities for us to actively build up and encourage those who are working and, and trying to do things that are right for God. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate no, or, no. or especially eloquent. I think we probably all remember statements, just maybe small things that mm -hmm. people have done for us if you, maybe years ago. And right. you were, if you were to ask them about it, they may not even remember it. Right. But it made an impression on us and really meant something to us at the time. It was very helpful. Yes. And so, like I said, it doesn't have to be, in fact, sometimes I'll say, think small. Yeah, you know? right, right. We, the little things. Because yeah. we think sometimes, well, you know, what's, what's a big thing I can do? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a big it thing. Maybe just to figuratively speaking, a cup of cold water Absolutely. is enough. I, I thought about Romans chapter 12 as well, mm -hmm. but a, a different verse. Mm -hmm. Verse 6 says, We have gifts that differ according ah, to the grace given yeah. to us. Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, mm -hmm. exercise that according to the proportion of his faith. Mm -hmm. If service in his serving, mm -hmm. he who teaches in teaching, or he who exhorts yeah. in his exhortation. Right. So notice that again in verse 6. Since we have gifts that differ, yeah. one of the gifts right. is exhortation. Yeah, I don't know point. that he necessarily means a miraculous gift right, here, right, right. but just use that gift, use mm -hmm. that ability you mm -hmm. have 
to encourage people, mm-hmm. and it go it'll go a long way. And, and think about this, uh, so very encouraging, uh, thoughts like Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those in the household of faith. You can just see Paul is just talking to his fellow brethren, saying, you know what, sometimes when you're trying to do right, you get tired, you get worn out, you're like, can I keep going on? He said, yes, don't grow weary, keep doing it, because you know what, in the end, we're going to prevail, we're going to inherit heaven. And so that's part of our encouragement, is to refocus each other on what are we doing? We're serving God. We're going to heaven. We're pilgrims. You know, we have to remind each other of these things. Remind each other, what's the reward? We're going to get to see God. We're going to get to live with God in in eternity. And so that helps us get over these difficulties, whether it be diseases or dysfunctionality in a family or difficulties with a job or whatever it is. Just refocus the mind. What are we doing here? We're pleasing God. What are we doing here? We're honoring God. What are we doing here? We're going to heaven, and we're trying to take as many people with us. And we need that encouragement to remind us what we're all about, what we're trying to do. Yeah, that's right. So I, I thought about 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. The Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed yeah, me. Yes. I was not ashamed of my chains. Yes, so, he, yes. so here's Paul. He's a prisoner at this time. He, he refreshed me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe just a, a visit, mm-hmm. uh, spending a little time with Paul. He goes yes. on to say, you know, he, he searched for me and found me. And just think about what that meant to Paul, to hear somebody who would go to that trouble to search right. for him and find him in prison. And um, there must have been times when Paul was in prison where he was pretty low. Right. But uh, here, here's a, a brother who found him, spent some time with him, right. encouraged him, and, and lifted, lifted him up. is very valuable to Paul. Amen. I, I couldn't help but think about You remember Paul said to Philemon, you've refreshed the hearts of the saints. And so it's just a great way to be described that we are refreshing the hearts of the saints and not doing what you talked about earlier. We don't want to depress the hearts. We don't want to discourage people. So we want to be very intentional. Don't do things that are going to make it more difficult for folks to get to heaven. Actively do things and say things that are going to make it easier for people to get to heaven. That's what we're here for. Try to help us all get to heaven and serve God. Well, our time is out. Uh, Hopefully we've challenged you to start thinking about how you can intentionally use your tongue in a way that can benefit people. Yes, there are several pitfalls and several things we need to avoid prohibited uses of the tongue, but let's not just focus on the negative to the exclusion of the wonderful good that can be done with the tongue. We have other things we'll talk about in coming podcasts, but tonight we are at this point, we've been talking about the way to encourage one another. Use that tongue, use communication as a way to uplift. It's really, again, Bob, I've said many times, it amazes me the power of communication, how words can have such mm-hmm. a difference in people's lives. And you've been the recipient of words that have fundamentally changed your outlook. You know, maybe you were down, maybe you were worn out, and somebody says something, kind words, sends a card, sends an email, a text. And it's amazing. It just lifts up your spirits. Yeah. And we're responsive. We're created to respond to words. Let's use words responsibly yeah. to bless the lives yeah. of others. Um, we thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. Do you have any other uh, words to say? No, just encourage people, like you said, you know, just give some thought, you know, in what situation or what person do I know right. that I can maybe just make a positive comment and lift them up a little bit. There, there are specific situations out there. Just give some thought and uh, be prayerful about it, and, and they'll present themselves to you. Amen. Well, we thank you for your time and attention again, and we're going to end the podcast, as we do every podcast, with a word of prayer, and I ask my brother Bob to lead us in that. Okay, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful for all the good things that you do for us each day, all the, the blessings that you bestow upon us. Uh, Father, there are too many to, to, to count, and we're so thankful for each one of them. We're especially thankful for the gift of your Son, Jesus came to earth and gave himself 
shed his blood upon the cross so that our sins might be forgiven. Father, we're thankful that you've shown us how to live in your word, that you've blessed us in so many ways. One of the ways that you've blessed us is this ability to communicate. And Father, help us to use that blessing for good. Help us to resist the temptation to use it for for evil and for wrong. Help us to use it to praise you and to teach others about you and to encourage others in the faith. We know, Father, that uh, each one of us will face trials and circumstances in life that will tend to discourage us and maybe make us wonder if we can continue to be faithful. But a word of kindness, a word of encouragement, a word of exhortation will go a long way in those situations. And so help us to see those and rise to the occasion. And help us, Father, to make this a regular part of our interaction with others, that we use this ability for building people up and not tearing them down. Father, we're not going to get to heaven by ourselves. We know that we need each other's help. And uh, if we uh, are able to navigate the difficulties of this life, it will be because others have helped us and encouraged us along the way. And so help us to work together to that end. We're so thankful that you've made it possible for us to go through this life in the way that we should, and that we do have the hope of heaven through Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that we'll dedicate ourselves to serving him faithfully so that heaven can be our home one day. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen.